0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also
1: answering your questions about entrepreneurship,
0: business leadership,
1: careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace.
0: Come join the conversation
1: now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan
0: with my co host, Sean Bowles. Sean, how are you today? I am excited because we have shows all the time, but this particular show, I want people to have empowerment and how they think about kingdom finances and investing. And it's a time when, you know, we have this recession and global instability, but we get to bring guests on this show where there's people who are living in the kingdom. They're living in a kingdom mindset. They're living in a Jesus mindset. So I'm excited. Well, who do we have on today? We have Kelvin Dickerson and he's the people's financial coach. He's a personal finance influencer and a financial pastor. He has coached thousands of millennials, entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, which I love, artists here in the entertainment industry in Los Angeles, about personal finance, investing, wealth, and startup business building. He also hosts a popular personal finance show on Instagram. And in his early 20s, Calvin began investing in real estate and pursuing various entrepreneur endeavors. And he read lots of personal finance books, investing books, and attended many startup boot camps. At one point, he amassed a real estate portfolio of nine investment properties and this is in New York, so it's it's not an easy city to do that in. Right. But he uh, also launched and ran several startup businesses. Today, amidst his many successes and failures, Kelvin has accumulated nearly $2 million of assets in real estate, stocks, and cryptocurrency, and is super passionate about teaching others how to do the same. He's certified Dave Ramsey financial coach, an expert in cryptocurrency and is, in investing. And he was an early investor in cryptocurrency and has coached hundreds of beginners on how to invest in that space. Kelvin is a big believer that in the next decade, cryptocurrency and disruptive technology will create the largest number of new young millionaires the world's ever seen. We wanna encourage you guys, he has so much passion for these spaces and there's gonna be something about how he shares the story of how he got here. Like you hear the bio, but then you hear the story behind the bio. I'm just really excited about it, Bob.
1: I am too. Well, up next, Kelvin Dickerson.
0: Bob, you and I are passionate about people in the marketplace being equipped to hear God's voice, and so we put together a book. Tell us about it.
1: It's called Wired to Hear, and 99% of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace.
0: And it's very practical, but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps, great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think what the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving you're going to feel the both of us together something synergized that's really beautiful and it's just for you get wired to hear at bullsministries.com and you're also going to get a free teaching series only available if you buy it from us at bullsministries.com with business leaders just like you who are sharing their process of hearing God's voice how they are wired to hear and it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations they're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice Get your book today Welcome back to Exploring the
1: Marketplace. We're here with Kelvin Dickerson. Kelvin, welcome.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for for having me, uh, Sean and Bob. It's it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here today.
0: Well, Kelvin, we've known each other for quite a while, and I've loved that some of the things you've done, I'm I'm just going to mention a few, which would not be indicative of everything you've done, but just like sometimes going after the mompreneurs or going after people in the entertainment industry to be their own boss or helping people as a financial manager of their own lives you've given like hundreds if not thousands of people courage just here locally in Los Angeles to go after their financial world with courage, but you've done it from a kingdom perspective and you've been doing that for years. But on top of that, you've been doing a lot of stuff in the Bitcoin market. And we're going to hear some of that story today, but I just love that your wife's this actress, she's going for it in a lot of different ways, but you on the other, the, the partner are also going for it in so many ways that have been I, not just entrepreneurial, but so far advanced from where the church typically goes.
1: yeah, definitely. yeah, and
0: so I love that we have you on today because we're gonna have that conversation. But tell us how you started just in your career, like how did God lead you into this place of financial investing and consulting and these kinds of things?
2: yeah, just really quick i was I was in a business development manager at a large ad agency in in New York City. Uh, my wife Edwina and i got got married in. A, uh, a, almost instantaneously, God was like, leave. It's time, <laughs> it's time to leave New York. And I was really settled in New York. New York was my home, ministry, a lot of friends, but he did the whole Abraham thing. And uh, he said, go go to Hollywood, right? And I'm like, Hollywood? I'm not a Hollywood guy. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm like, hey, hey, God, Usually, usually women, uh, wives follow their husbands, not the other way around. <laughs> you hear all that? just, just go to, go to Hollywood. And, and I got here and, you know, I, I was dead set. I was a corporate guy. I was dead set on being a management consultant, going to grad school, uh, working at McKinsey. And then God, as soon as I got here, God started giving me all these downloads, right? Wow. Uh, hey, you know, I want you to be a coach. I want you to, really minister to the next generation and i'm like oh my goodness right you know he so he 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 totally did the uh i I call god jehovah sneaky sometimes (laughs) 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 he totally went uh left with me
0: wow well this is cool too because you actually at the time you weren't you applying for a corporate job or you're thinking about a corporate job and god like changed your focus because of not getting that job Tell yes, us that.
2: yeah so great great story when i was transitioning to los angeles i i was up for uh the western sales director of a organization called franklin covey and a lot of people mm-hmm. you know franklin covey uh, uh run by the great uh stephen covey is no longer with us uh, Stephen Covey has done a lot of books and things of that nature, right? But yeah. so, uh, you know, I was up for a uh, Western sales director. So I I went through a lot of interviews, and in, my last interview was in Irvine, California, right? So uh, I, I get to Irvine, and hey, hey, Sean, I know you're a big prophetic guy. So check this out <laughs> get to Irvine, and the offices are on. Kelvin Avenue, Kelvin, on. Awesome. Kelvin Avenue, and I'm like, what?
0: Um, You're like it's my place.
2: God is here. God is already here, right? And uh, so I go in and 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 with the interview, and I had been praying a lot before. Just you know, God, give me revelation, whatever the case may be. And I remember God saying, "Listen, Kelvin, you have to tell the organization." That if they don't start targeting millennials, right? If if they don't really start targeting their services and products towards millennials, then their days are limited. That's that's a hard thing to tell someone, right? And and they really need to shift their business strategy. So make a long story short, get to the interview, and I find out are you are you guys ready? I find out that the guy who had the position before me, his name was Kelvin. That's two Kelvins, two Kelvins. <laughs> so I am like, oh my God, I already got this job. I already know it, right? Just where do I sign? Uh, I'll start tomorrow, basically. But anyway, had a good interview with the BP of marketing, but I did start telling him, hey, you know, uh, millennials and the next generation, uh, uh, those are the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah. It, it, your focus and services are really towards baby boomers, Gen X, right? And that didn't go over too well. So uh, make up, to make a long story short, I, I I didn't get the job. And I was crushed. I'm like, yeah. look, that's impossible, right? How can uh, the office uh, be located on the Kelvin <laughs> Avenue? And how can the guy before me, his name be Kelvin, and I not get the job, right? So I was crushed, right? You know how you get crushed. Sometimes you don't wanna hear anything from God for a few days, maybe a few weeks, right? But God gave me an amazing revelation. I think that was really the launch of my journey here in Los Angeles. He, uh, one day I was praying and God was like, Kelvin, the prophetic references to your name was not an indication uh, that you would get the job. Mm -hmm. It It was an indication that I am calling you to help train up and lead the next generation of leaders right wow so, yeah wow. i was like you know I, my thinking went from here to here right wow. and i feel like that really thrust me into you know financial coaching and just doing a whole lot of things to build up the next generation
1: well Kelvin, you know as we read in your bio you do train the next generation. And one of the things that I've been noticing is um, in the in, in younger people, the, they're battling with greed. They're battling with having things happen immediately. Yeah. You know, I, I talk to young people who say, hey, I'm, I'm so ashamed and I'm, I'm just, I'm not successful because I'm not a millionaire. Right. And you say, how old are you? And they say, 25. Yeah. And and so right. in your coaching and in your in, in your uh, speaking with these these the next generation, how are you helping them through this, you know, instant gratification and right. uh, model that they seem to have from what I think is social media?
2: Right. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's a great question, Bob. And I feel like what's not happening in our society is a lot of what I call intergenerational connection. Meaning, you know, us older guys, us older guys are not connecting enough with the younger guys, right? So, you know, our wisdom, knowledge, experience is not really being passed down. And unfortunately, what's teaching the next generation is Instagram and social media. Yeah, it's so true. and, and, And text or whatever. So, um, but you know what I what I and I'm gonna answer a question. But what I found, what I really find is a lot of young people, a lot of millennials, are looking for mentorship. You know, mm-hmm. people that care, people mm-hmm. that you know don't just talk to me, live with me, right? You right. know, uh, you know, love on me or whatever the case may be so I think for me relationship is really important right uh I think millennials are they don't want to hear what you have to say until they know that you care about them right so yeah. I really uh try to do that and hey I just try to impose like principles to them right so I give them statistics and facts right so statistically if you look at statistics most people don't become millionaires until they're in their uh, late 50s or early 60s, right? That's right. statistically, we that's a fact, right? So if so you're so you're telling me you're gonna usurp the system, right? So most and, and most millennials, they don't understand that there's already a system in place. The world runs on a system, right? Yeah. So, so do you know the system? So if you don't know the system, how are you gonna? how How are you gonna be a millionaire by next year, right? If that happens <laughs> if, that, if, if, if that happens, you're point zero 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 one percent of the crowd, right? Yes. So you know, I'm all for you. I think you can do it or whatever. but most of the time for most of us, it takes time, right? So I think really giving them facts, you know, loving on them, and you know, uh yeah just showing them hey you know the the practical practical principles in the system we live in probably will apply to your life as well
0: well and I think part of what I see in you Kelvin is that many times you're just so vulnerable with you're a family man you're you're a <laughs> husband you are a dad of two girls so you're outnumbered in a major way <laughs> and, <laughs> so but I watch you uh in conversations will will be somewhere like a Hollywood Gala or we'll be just at school because we, our kids are in the same school and we'll, you know, hearing you talk to other people and you'll say things that are like, Oh yeah. When, you know, even in your notes, it's like when I went through a period of failure or when these properties didn't work out or when I went through this with this contractor, like you're so real about things and process and life that things take time. And you share that. And I think what we see with a lot of people in that generational gap is that there's a lot of boomers and even generation X that didn't share their failures or won't share their failures because it's so there's so much shame attached to it that they don't know how to share it in a way that's empowering. So Mm -hmm. what's refreshing about you, I think that is that you do share those things. And you share them in a way that does empower people, we're going to make mistakes. And there here's some things that have happened. There's bad contractors out there. And we've worked with them, you know, those, and you've said those things. And I think that does give people courage, because we when you hit those walls of what some people look at as failure, or some people look at as like a bad opportunity or an opportunity that didn't work out, a lot of times you have nowhere to go and talk to anybody about it because when you yeah. ask your parents, they, they, they don't know how to be real in those scenarios. My parents did, but most parents don't. And so yeah. I really, I just, I highlight that about you because I do think that that's one of the big gap fillers of between generations is how, it's not just the quality time, it's also the connected time. And that's a really big piece in your life. Um, I don't know if I should move the conversation forward, but I do want to talk about you're involved with Bitcoin. And with the bit currency world, and I'm a little bit involved as well, and I think of like, you know, you went from traditional investing, real estate, and then, you know, advertising agencies, investment companies, and then consulting in the traditional investments. And then you took a kind of a turn and began to lead people spiritually believing that this is a God, you know, God ground or, or the kingdom cryptocurrency. Talk about what happened to make you turn that corner.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and I, I definitely want to address that. But a, a couple of things i want to say about millennials, right? And, uh, Go for it. If that's, a, if that's okay. You know, uh, I, I believe that God has a father's heart towards this generation. That's right. right? I, I I believe that this generation, millennials have been dealt a lot of blows, right? Yeah. And we look at it, hey, uh, 9-11, the the mortgage crisis, right? Uh, uh, the pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, inflation, recession,
0: interest, rate, right? Interest, yeah, recession yeah, right. interest
2: rates, recession, yeah, uh, interest rates, student loan debt, right? And I oh, just, I, I think you know, uh, a lot of times we as the older generation we don't get it, right? We're prescribing our antidotes and our lives and the way mm-hmm. it's been for us to this younger generation, so. I think God's heart is for the millennials, and you know this is going to lead me into Bitcoin. And I think God is changing the world, changing the economy, changing the investment landscape, so that millennials can prosper, right? Wow. Because wow. they've been dealt because they've been dealt a bad hand. And I, I think as an investor with disruptive technology, crypt, uh, cryptocurrency, and all, I think over the next over the next ten years, we're going to see more young- uh uh young millionaires than we've ever seen before mm. right? Because we're at the crust of the what I call the fourth industrial revolution, where digital and technology is kind of uh conversing, right? So not just crypto, crypto, blockchain, robotics uh AI, yeah. AI uh electric vehicles, right. And, and these companies aren't just, these aren't the Coca-Colas or the PNGs or, uh, or the GEs of the world. These companies, like Tesla went up 20, almost 20,000% 20, in 10 years, right? Wow. I mean, these companies are going to go a, be explosive. Bitcoin went up 65,000%, right? You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think... Young people, young people are are get are going, and that's what I'm that's what I'm evangelizing for. Young people are going to get into this technology; they're going to invest, and their portfolios are going to outshine <laughs> probably all of ours put together. So I'm I'm really I'm really excited about that, right? So, uh, yeah. But to answer your question, now, how did I get to in, into Bitcoin? And another another God thing, right? Um, I was doing a lot of stuff in Santa Monica in the edutech space, 2017, and I came across Bitcoin and, and you know, sometimes you're reading and I'm like, I don't know what that is, but that, my spirit, the Holy Spirit is just saying yes. Right. And, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always learning, researching stuff. So I just went in on, on blockchain and the more I went in, I'm like, this is it. So I got invited to a small conference in Silicon Valley with a uh, blockchain conference with you know, uh, influencers around the world, blockchain influencers that was led up by uh billionaire, Tim Draper, right? He invests mm-hmm. like a, a front runner in investing and investing and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And it was great, right? You made a lot of connections or whatever. And from there, I just started going across the country the learning that technology. And I came back to LA and I really started doing a lot of conferences and, and events and all of that. But God was giving me all these downloads, like, Hey, Kelvin, the world is changing, right? You know, get into this technology, learn this technology, right? You know, uh, evangelize it, uh, evangelize it to people. Right. I mean, yeah yeah i mean i can just go on and on you, you you'll have to be like shut up kelvin you know got <laughs> it but um but yeah i mean blockchain listen blockchain is re- already revolutionizing the world it's not yeah. it's not a sector or a part of the world or person that this technology will not impact right and we get caught up on bitcoin and bitcoin is just such a small uh, part of the story. Yeah. Right? But, um, yeah, but I think, I, I think we have to, I think we really, we, sometimes I think we get into this, uh, perspective where we think God is like a old bogey type of a beard and old school. No, God is, God introduced himself, uh, and, and the Bible is Elohim. God is very yeah. old. God is a tech guy. God, uh, God it's things are always changing right? Always changing, And we have to make ourselves astute and study and whatever. And that's what God is telling me, look, everything, we know this now, everything is changing, right? Our economies are changing. The way we do things are changing, right? But in that, and Bob, you know that, you're, you're a business guy, but in that are opportunities. As an investor, are opportunities. So um yeah, so we need to fear not, but like Joshua, we need to be bold and courageous, right? Uh, as investors and and learn the technology, right? Don't just invest in it, learn it, educate yourselves, right? And yeah, I think I think the future is exciting, especially for the young generation.
1: We've we've just come through, you know, a couple of years through the pandemic of extreme fear, disruption, division, and you know you're talking about blockchain and you're talking about cryptocurrency and there there's a lot of misinformation out there a lot of people mm-hmm. wonder how is it backed a lot of people wonder why is it so volatile and and so as you're talking to younger people who have a higher risk tolerance i think it's a little bit high, uh, harder for uh, maybe the older yeah. generations yeah. to figure out why would i inter- why would i at the end of my career Invest in something that might be so volatile, so right. talk a little bit about the volatility and why it why you think it's good and give it but but remember, step back and talk about it in a layman's term yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: um yeah i i yeah i think that's I think that's a great question right so uh if, if we if we go back to uh what the late '90s, right? When you know the dot-com boom, right? Uh, some of us remember that, right? Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with uh, AOL and uh, yeah, AOL and Amazon or whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm old enough to remember people were like the internet. What are you talking about? Totally, man? right. That's the devil, right yeah. <laughs> that's the devil, and putting my credit are you crazy you you're saying put my credit card on the internet right and and fast forward twenty years now, I can't live without it, right? I can't live without it, right? and so I think it's interesting how life repeats itself right mm-hmm. so in a in a lot of ways, uh, Bob and I think that's a great question. I think it's the dot com uh, the dot-com era repeating itself in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a sense, right? We just have a new technology, right? A lot What well, people fear what they don't understand, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to take some time for adoption. So listen, I, I remember we had, I think it was 1999, we had the dot-com crash, right? Hey, a lot of companies, there was a lot of dot-com companies Pets.com, all that, oh, and a lot of them went away, like in a minute. Yeah, it was gone. And it was gone. But out of that, who came out of that? Like Amazon,
0: Google, Amazon, yeah, all these guys. Amazon,
2: right? So, w- what am I saying here? When a technology is introduced, there is going to be volatility, right? There, that's part. Of, that's part of it, and and because we have to go through price discovery. Because we don't understand the technology yet, right? You know, we haven't given it full value yet, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think over the next few years, we are gonna have volatility, right? But but I can tell you this as an investor, cryptocurrency blockchain is undervalued, right? If you, if, if, if like I said, if, if it's gonna impact every sector, every person in the world. Right now, that the whole sector is under a trillion dollars, right? That's insane. That makes no sense, right? <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's way it's worth may, way more than that, right? So, um, I, I think from the per- perspective of saying, "Hey, look at just look at history repeats itself." This yeah. is a lot like the dot com boom we had. There's a new technology. It's going to take time. For us to understand it but as we understand it and use it more right the price is going to go up but but volatility and price uh uh is is not a good indication if the technology is good or bad right because amazon went up down crashed i can't tell you how many times amazon crashed right but I sure wish I had bought Amazon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: totally. Even before the recent split, it would have been nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I would, probably would not be talking to you guys. right. Yeah. Where's Calvin? I don't know. He's on his own He's now. vacationing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a great, that's such a great way to put it. And I think, uh, you know, there's some things that are happening and I love how you framed it where God is giving younger generation people a way to enter into some, some technologies and, to have purpose and to have leadership in some ways that the older generation is not adapting to very quickly. And I just think of some of the stuff that I've been exposed to from Christians who are becoming leaders in the electric energy space or leaders in the Bitcoin space, or like Turncoin, this company I got involved with that's doing the NASDAQ for human potential, or I mean, but it's based on blockchain and whatever. It's like, there's so many really cool companies that are emerging right now that Christians are feeling like, we're not gonna be the tail this time. We're gonna be at the head of this thing. Yes. And there's high, high risk. But you have the Jewish people did the same religion practices and still do <laughs> their entire history. The right. thing that set Christianity apart is that we realized that our middle name is change. Our middle name is oh, transition. Yes. Right. The bride transition Christ, I think it's our name. You know, it's like right. we're, we're supposed to change and bring transformation to the world. And that means that we can't accept things as they are, but we have to look at them with God's eyes of what they could be. So I really love what you're saying because I feel like it's a very transformative perspective but we have to, of course, have all the wisdom bumpers in there as far as, yeah. you know, how to get involved, which is cool that you're like one of the people who teaches on it and shares people like here's some safe ways to connect to it or to understand it. And we need more people raised up in these different fields because we want to we want to be at that the, the forerunners or the the front edge as opposed to catching up. I mean, Christians are still just catching up to the Internet because of the pandemic. God God brought all Christianity onto the Internet because right. of the pandemic. That was right. the first time in history we were still right. way behind, and I feel like that was such a great indicator that we have to have virtual online space, not just offline space, as a priority in our Christian leadership and ministries and those kinds of things as well. So I really love what you're saying because I feel like it's so important. Right. Well, Calvin, we've already run to the end of our time. I can't believe it. This wow, is wow. Okay. it went right. so fast. Like, yeah. and I love yeah. your stories and what you shared. And how can people get a hold of you or connect to you or connect to what you you're bringing your services?
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, I would love to connect. Um, I do uh, uh, cryptocurrency coaching, financial coaching. Um, I run a program called Recession CEO for entrepreneurs. Oh. Yeah, so so just do a lot of uh, a different type of coaching. So they can reach me uh, on Link Linktree, uh, Kelvin Dickerson. Um, they can also go to my Instagram page, uh, Kelvin Dickerson. Right, and you can go on my profile page, and yeah, I have a link where you can set up a free thirty-minute coaching. Right, so nice. uh, yeah, that's how you can um, yeah, uh, that's how you can reach me. So yeah, I would love to have a conversation.
1: Yeah, That uh, Kelvin, this has been so great. We're gonna have to, Sean, we're gonna have to do a part two with him.
0: We do, we do, because you have and, so many stories. We even yes, get You, to you need you to got, hear the stories. So this was yeah. perfect. It was like we got we got our toes wet in in the ocean yeah. of Kelvin's life, yeah. and I want to get. Right. Thank
2: you so much for. For having me. Uh Sean, I definitely want to connect with family and Bob. It will great to be do a Zoom to see yep. yeah, just see what God is doing from the
1: philanthropic standpoint. So all right. Well we'll yeah. do it. Thanks again, Calvin. We're honored you were here. Up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob.
0: Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you. And also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our They're a team. They're a family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership, and you will become a partner.
1: Welcome back, Sean. That was an amazing interview. What did you take from that?
0: I mean, I just think that God's raising up people like Calvin, and I think you're one of them, who are giving people courage to make the right kind of financial decisions, investments, take the right kind of risk. So you're a risk manager, but you're the coolest risk manager I've ever met because you (laughs) do it with faith. You don't limit people. I mean, I've had other risk manager friends and they're like, don't do that. And it's kind of like the old school, old principles, old lines of thinking. And we do need to think with a lot of godly wisdom because we're going to make some big mistakes if we don't. But you kind of make mistakes either way anyway. So I love that Kelvin is giving people courage and he's fighting for this space because there's not a lot of unique voices in this space. And I think he's really unique. What do you
1: well, think? He said some things to me that uh, to us that I totally believe. One that you know, before giving advice, build relationship. Um, yeah. For those of us that are older, sometimes we just want to give advice, and, <laughs> and it, it yeah. just doesn't work. And you can see it in people's eyes when you start sure. to preach or give advice, and they didn't ask for it, or yeah. or you don't have relationship with them. And I and I love the fact that he he said build relationship so that you can yeah, give too. advice in a way that people will accept.
0: Yeah, I, I, and that's kind of your MO. I mean, you, you you function out of that place of relationship. And Kelvin really is that. I mean, Kelvin's been, yeah. Kelvin and his wife, Edwin, have been friends for years. And he's the check-in guy. He wants to see how you're doing. He asks really deep questions. Mm-hmm. And he has a really deep heart. And I think when you have someone like that who's helping you on the journey, I think we need more people like that. So it's just encouraging to hear a story that God took him out of a traditional corporate life to be a voice. I mean, I love that he part of his bio is financial pastor. He really is. and I think that's a unique position.
1: Well, one of the things I appreciate about him is his ability to talk about the things that aren't in his highlight reel. And because, because I believe that's where wisdom comes from is when you're willing to talk about the mistakes that you've made, or the humanity that you live in, or the things that you struggle with, And, and he's willing to do all those things. And I was just really impressed with him and want to learn more from
0: him. Me too. And I want more people like him. If you're like Kelvin, I want to encourage you. If you resonated with that, you're like, I'm supposed to be like that. I'm supposed to be a coach, a pastor over finances. Somebody helps unlock other people's resources. Do it. We need you. We need more people like you who stand up and begin to fight for other success. And that's part of the kingdom. It's part of how we build kingdom relationships. Well, I love today's show. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thanks for listening or viewing. If you're on CBN news with us, thank you. And I want to encourage you to rate, subscribe, and make sure to go on there and leave us a review if you can, if you're on a podcast service, because it helps so many people get involved with this. But we want to say hello to our worldwide audience. This this podcast has been trending in countries all around the world, including China, Bob, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Norway, I mean, South Africa, big, huge crowd in South Africa and Australia. Thank you guys for being on the journey with us and watching or listening to this podcast. And we can't wait to be with you next time. Yep. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bolzministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.